And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Quickly, let's go to Mark chapter 2. Amen. There is a dramatic account recorded for us in Mark chapter 2, and we've spent some time on it. Amen. I just thought I would finish up a bit today. Well, you know, I I was preparing this sermon, and I... It came to my mind, I, when I was on page 17, I, I, <laughs> I stepped back and I said, Bishop Jakes was right. I'm never out of word, only out of time. <laughs> Amen. It is amazing how you get carried along by the Holy Spirit. All you have to do is start. That's all you got to do. Start, and then he places his wind beneath your wings. My Lord, I give you praise. Amen. Let's read the account rather quickly and um, we'll see how much we can cover today. Amen. Are you ready for the word of God? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There is so much in this account and I'm not going to rush it. If I'm not done today, we'll pick up another time. Is that all right? Amen. The Bible says in Mark chapter 2 verse 1. And again he entered Jesus into Capernaum after some days and it was noised that he was in the house. Amen. Praise the Lord. It was noise that he was in the house. Verse 2 reads, And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. What he did? He preached the word unto them. Isn't that a blessing? He spoke the word of God unto them. How many of you thank God for the word of God? The word of God rescued me. It has rescued me. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. It says here, And because he preached the word of God unto them, they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born out, born out of four. Four guys were carrying a crippled man. Amen. Verse 4, And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they couldn't reach Jesus because there were so many people, they uncovered the roof where he was. <laughs> and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, your sins be forgiven. What a dramatic event. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Apparently, you know, the last time we dealt with this text, we looked at the crowd. We said, God is interested in crowds. So you and I must not look down on crowds. Amen. We have to be in great expectation. I was telling my, my wife and, Dick and, um, and Minister Dean uh, yesterday that I was praying to the Lord about our congregation, about the church. And the Lord said to me, up your ask. Up your ask. He said, approach me like you're approaching a God. <laughs> I said, oh my God. You see, am I, am I, I'm, I'm very specific. I'm saying, Lord, we need this, 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 that. And I'm saying, I'm praying for nucleus. I, I'm praying for nucleus. Hopefully we'll explode. God is saying, no, I need you to ask like you're asking a God. And so I came to tell you today, up your ask too. Because we're dealing with God Almighty. The one who created heaven and earth. El Elyon. Mecca. Creator of heaven and earth. Up your ask. Oh yes, I upped my ask. 
Yes, I did. <laughs> Ooh, glory be to Jesus. You got to up your ask. Oh, hallelujah. Man, I love that. That came to my spirit. Woo! Up your ask, Eric. He's listening. <laughs> Woo! You know the word palsy, the word palsy, uh, it means without strength. That's what it means. It pictures, and hear me carefully, it pictures all human beings because we were all without strength in sin. You remembered? The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verse 6, For when we were yet without strength, mm -hmm, in due time Christ died for us. Amen? So, 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 now don't you get me wrong, saints. This literally is talking about the man who was crippled. But at the same time, it has an application to all of us. At one time in our lives, we were all without strength in our sins. We were all what I called spiritual cripple. But thank God for Jesus Christ, amen, who rescued us from that state. Isn't God a good God? Hallelujah. That's why I'm here today to give him praise. I'm so excited. Amen. And so let's get into this dramatic event. Since let me share with you this right here. Sometimes we must do things that are strikingly different from the norm to get what we need. Now you get what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to do something that is strikingly different from the norm to get what you need. Things like breaking up roofs. Tearing down buildings to get to Jesus, to get to a cure. Are you with me, saints? <laughs> the Bible says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, that the violent taketh it by force. How do you take it? By force. Some things are not going to come to you. Some things you got to take because there is a devil fighting you. This is the post-coronavirus. This is not a time to play. This is a time to get passionate and take the power that's in the kingdom and make your way through. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? Gone are the days where you, things have changed since. The world will never be the same again. Never be the same. So if pro if i'm pre-corona you were a civilian christian and i'm asking and now i'm asking you to cross over to a warrior christian are you with me the devil has up his game now you need to what up your game the world is never going back the same. Our praise should be different. Our seeking should be different. Our praying should be different. There should be now some more passion. Too much talk. We need more action. Uh, I tell you, we are living at a time post-coronavirus where you cannot mess around. No time to mess around because the devil is not messing around. He knows his time is at hand. Amen. He knows his time is at hand. And his brother, he's, he's pushing. You can feel the weight sometime. Amen. But I tell you, I thank God that we are not fighting for victory. We are fighting from victory. We are not fighting what? For victory. We are fighting from victory. You need to have that mindset, saints. You're not fighting. You, you're not fighting for your health. No, no. You're fighting to keep your health. The devil is trying to take. You are the healed. You are the hold. You are the well. And the devil is trying to take your health. And so what you got to do? You got to resolve yourself. 
you get you got to get passionate and tell the devil not now not today not forever not ever now you had me on a string pre-coronavirus post-coronavirus you're not stringing me up anymore no 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 you're not going to play me like a puppet on a string i know your game i'm in the spirit i'm not in the flesh and it's something i'm learning now to look at christians in the spirit look at them in their potential god <laughs> oh glory be to jesus and he's helping me to look at you elder elect to look at you elder elect to look at you in the spirit and not look at you in the flesh look at you based on the potential you have in god it helps you a lot it helps me a lot amen glory be to jesus because anytime anybody can change just like that all you've got to do is make up your mind i'm tired i'm fed up i was listening to a guy this week and he's done so much he's accomplished so much and they asked him why did you accomplish so much in his own strength he said he went in he's not a christian he went in he didn't look for help from out there he went in and he got what he got the godlike power that's in him that's what he said and he's accomplished so much and they ask him why did you how did you do it what drove you to do that he said i got tired of being a nobody <laughs> oh glory be to jesus every time he looked in the mirror the devil said to him you are nobody what is the devil telling you when you look in the mirror you'll never accomplish this you'll never accomplish that you'll never have this you'll never have that hmm use that as fuel to propel you to another level because it is a lie the devil cannot tell the truth the bible said the truth is not in him he's a liar by nature he's a liar so when he tells you to do something you know it's it's opposite what the bible says he cannot tell the truth so use what it tells you as fuel to move forward oh blessed be the name of the lord anybody excited of the lord amen hallelujah you, you know after reading this account over and over again i began asking myself i said emmanuel what are you willing to do in order to see the manifestation of the power of god in your life to satisfy that need you have been bringing before god over and over and over again i began talking to myself let me share this with you sometimes if, I, if you allow me to use that word sometimes being kosher doesn't cut it can you allow me to use that word sometimes let me break it down sometimes being too proper <laughs> oh glory be to jesus sometimes you sometimes being proper can get into the way mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you got to do something out of the ordinary like breaking up a roof tearing a roof up because you need a cure you need a source and you've tried everybody listen hear me brothers and sisters we thank god for human beings but human beings don't have the answer let me say that again in english we thank god for every human being but human beings do not have the answer we are looking for only god has the answer so that's why i said sometimes being kosher doesn't cut it hmm 
You ask the you ask the woman with the issue who had the issue of blood. Amen. You ask blind Bartimaeus. Are you getting? You ask blind Bartimaeus. Jesus, Jesus came. Uh, he, he went out of Jericho. Amen. With his disciples and a great number of people. How many? A great. Can you say a crowd? A crowd. I said, don't you look down on crowds? Amen. This place very soon is going to be very, very crowded. Because I have upped my ask. <laughs> Ooh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and the Bible said, blind Bartimaeus. That's Mark 11 verse 46. Blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, sat by the highway. So he sat by the highway. He was what? Begging. Begging. They were not begging. He was begging. He was blind. And the people who could see. Hear what, they was to hear what they were saying to blind Bartimaeus. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. He heard that the cure for his problems was in the area. He said, they said, listen to the account. You got it? You got it? Mark chapter 10 verse 47. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. They said, <laughs> they said, but Timios, be quiet. They said, body, be proper. Be kosher. Body, you are breaking protocol here. That is what the devil wants us to do. Be kosher. Be proper. So you could gain the approval of human beings. Bump that. Let me tell you. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are not the ones who cannot see. But Timaeus cannot see. So, so you better up your ask. <laughs> you got to up your ask. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not here for your approval. I'm here to get a cure. You cannot help me and I know that. And so excuse me. And now is not the time to be quiet. Oh glory be to Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. And he used what he had. He had a voice. Glory be to God. And the Bible said, blind Bartimaeus, he began to, uh, he, uh, verse 48. But he cried the more, a great deal. And he shouting, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Jesus, the cure. Jesus, the name that's above all names. Jesus, the word incarnate. Jesus, have mercy on me. Oh, hallelujah. Have mercy on me. Oh, that, that phrase, have mercy on me, that touches the heart of Jesus. Have mercy. I am helpless. You have the cure. You, you see, uh, I'll tell you, I tell you, some people they have a need, but that need will never be met because they are too proper. Yeah, you see, they wouldn't give God a praise. God would tell them, coming from the church, and give me a little jiggy, give me a little dance, amen, give me a little something. Oh no, but, but you know, they have been proper. No, somebody's going to see me. Uh huh. 
<laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. <laughs> and they miss out. Amen. Because they did not follow God's order. <laughs> Tell somebody, keep on shouting. Keep on calling on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because when you do this, this is what's going to happen. Verse 49 says, and Jesus stood still. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Thou son of David. Thou son of David. Now let me share with you brothers and sisters what caught Jesus' attention. Can I tell you? Jesus recognized this is a man who knows the word of God. You see, he didn't say, Jesus, thou son of God. Jesus was a man. And he wants you to recognize he's a man with power from God. <laughs> oh, glory. Because Jesus wants you and I to see that the very things he did, we can do also. Yeah, you see, the problem is we put too much distance between us and God. He didn't say Jesus. Lord God Almighty. He didn't put all that distance. <laughs> oh what he said was Jesus. Thou son of David. David is a man. You're a man. We got something in common. <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus. The Bible said Jesus stood still. Amen. And commanded him to be called. And finally they called him. They called the blind man saying, uh, be of good comfort. Now, before they would tell him, hush. Now he got Jesus' attention. They tell him, be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. Like they were nice all the time. They were not nice. <laughs> Telling him to hush. Don't let anybody tell you to hush. Up your ask. Don't stop asking. We got a command. We got a promise from Matthew chapter 7. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. Verse 8. Verse 8. For everyone who asks receives. And everyone who knocks the door has to break open. And everyone. <laughs> oh, we got a promise from God. We got a promise from God. Hallelujah. Can you say thank God for the word of God? You, you know, this, God, that's why God is such a wonderful God. The, the, the way you expect God to move sometimes, he doesn't. You know, this, I'm saying that because this morning, Jimmy came and he had his, his stick. When he came, I was going to joke with him and said, welcome Moses. <laughs> But I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I, I didn't feel led in the morning to, to joke. It's too early. I know he's a, he's a kind-hearted man. He would take it. What I didn't know that his back was messed up. His back was all twisted. While we were praying this morning at 9.15, it was four of us. Typically, the room is filled, right, Elbrenda? We have about nine, ten people. But this morning, because... You know, the ministers had worked so hard serving on Saturday night. And so, the, and then we went to Valdosta yesterday to get their clothing ordered for the, ordered for the ordination. They were tired. So many of them called in late. Amen. They will come. They came way before service, but they were a little late, not at 9.15 when we met. And uh, Minister Dean was praying. It was myself, Minister Dean, Elder Brenda. 
Yeah, and Apostle Cheryl. We were four of us praying, typically nine, ten of us. And minister didn't begin praying, and instantaneously, what he said, Jim? He said, straighten the heart, straighten loose. Yeah, he started talking about straightening up something, and immediately, Jim told me his back just got healed. <laughs> immediately immediately just nobody let hands we got the what the word he was speaking forth the word he was speaking forth life that is why i'm here to tell you do not underestimate the preaching of the word of god before that miracle happened, Jesus preached the word unto them. Yesterday, last week, last week, last week, we didn't have a, a word necessarily. Yes, I exhorted. And when I came forth, the, I, I know how God's, I know I have seen a pattern in the Bible. Wherever Jesus went, the word was preached. Before every miracle, the word was preached. Are you with me? So I know that, and I knew I had to pray last week. I felt I had to pray. So I said, God, I know how it works. You have to first send forth the preach word. The seed. The word that never returns void. So I began to preach the word of God. Not preach, but exhort. And while we were exhorting, I heard Minister Bobby praising God throughout the entire exhortation. Throughout the entire exhortation. Then, on Monday, when did you text me? On Monday, we got, I got a text from him and his wife. His aneurysm is totally healed. <laughs> totally healed and he's now fully cleared to go back to work you get what I'm saying the preach word and I knew because you see a pattern in the Bible there's got to be a release of God's word I mean there's got to be a release of power first then God used miracles signs and wonders to approve the word preached that's what he did he used signs and wonders to approve the preach word isn't God a good God and because Bob do it for minister Bobby he can do it for anybody anybody just like that he's been believing god we've been believing god for him with him amen for wholeness wholeness he never spoke against it it doesn't matter how he felt he still believed god i would call him how are you doing and when i call him testing to see if he's still speaking faith now you get what i'm saying when i call people i'm i'm, I'm listening how are they talking never gave up on god and I think his wife said to me, you also experienced a certain level of healing? Nobody laid hands. The exhortation and the power of God, the praise. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't God a good God? Amen. Just like that, he did it. He's a wonderful father. Wonderful father. And so, there is Jesus. 
My time is almost up, but you get, can I get 10 more minutes? Here is Jesus preaching, teaching. Listen carefully. The end of verse 2. Can you go back to Mark chapter 2? The end of verse 2. I need you to see this right here. The end of verse 2 says, And he preached the word of God unto them. That's what he did. And as I said, if you follow the life of Jesus, what preceded every miracle was the word of God. God used miracles to confirm the word that was preached. Amen? Because miracles doesn't save you. <laughs> the word does. Miracles cannot keep you. The word does. Mir the sense in Capernaum. So miracles upon miracles. Miracles. And they got familiar with it. Familiarity can breed disrespect when you are a baby. Let me say it again. When you're a Christian baby, you let familiarity get you to disrespect people, disrespect God. Are you with me? That's why some people are still ill and sick because they have no respect for God's word and for God's men and women. Let me say that again in English. That's why some people are still sick because they have no respect for God's word and no respect for the men and women of God as called. One thing I'll tell you this much. I am who I am because I respect all my leaders. I serve them like a Hebrew slave. They would disrespect me. I would show up like nothing happened. I, I know what it is to honor the man and the woman and the woman of God. I, see, I saw what God did to Moses' sister because she dishonored him. Are you get, don't you ever cross that threshold to disrespect. You, I can do what he's doing. You can do what? If you could do it, God would have you there. Miriam, if you could do what Moses is doing, you would be the one called. But you were not the one. Because you saw him as a baby. You, she, she saw him. She hid him in the bush. She changed his diapers. But that has nothing to do with a call God has placed on a woman or a man. You better respect that. That person had nothing to do with it. I found that people who are anointed don't even want it. They didn't want it. They were on their way and God just interrupted their life. And you are coming here wanting to disrespect what God has ordained. That's what happened. Jesus is teaching and the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees sitting. They're sitting there analyzing him. Let's read the text quickly. I'll, 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 let's, go, let's go further. Can you go to verse 3? Verse 3. And they came unto him bringing one sick of the palsy which was born out of four. Can you go to verse 4? And when they could not. Can you go to verse 5? I want to get. Verse 6. But there were certain of the scribes. Sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, saying, Well, I, I, I can do what he's doing, I can do better. They wouldn't say it, but they're thinking it, and you can hear them. Let me share with you, brothers and sisters. Preachers know who, dis who are disrespecting them, they hear. I've been in church. Five years, I was an acolyte. I was an altar boy. Seven, we became Pentecostals. I'm 53. Been in church a long time. And preachers know when you, preachers know when you disrespect them. They know. You see, these areas I don't touch because they are very sensitive for, to me. Because I respected every woman and man of God. Everyone. 
I've done that over and over again. Because I saw from the Old Testament what God did to Miriam. He corrected her. That was rough. I'm not going down that route. I know in Psalms 112, God said, touch not my anointed. And he was talking to the nation of Israel. He was talking to the, the, the Midianites and Jeb, the Jebusites and tell him, don't touch the nation of Israel. Because the nation of Israel is my anointed. But it, 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 it also refers to men and women of God he has called. You got to be very careful. You and I, we have to be very careful. So notice what, but there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their heart saying, I can do what he's doing. I should be up there. You were not there when God called this man. They were not there when God called Jesus. They were not there. Jesus didn't consult with. God did not consult with, with them to decide to call Jesus. Did God, God didn't do that. God chose Jesus. But Jesus, that's why every, every minister, every elder has to know that they got this. Because people will try to intimidate you. But you got to ensure that you got this space. You see this space I'm standing up there? And when that body of mine's move, I own every space I walk. Because if you don't, brothers and sisters, you hear me say it. If you don't, people who think they know more than you will try to intimidate you. You got to know you got this. God called. God ordained. And you walk in that authority. God will take care of the rest. <laughs> oh, are you getting what I'm saying, saints? That's what's going on. They're undermining his authority. That is why only one person got healed. The entire crowd undermining Jesus. Only one person who came and said, I don't care about the Pharisees. Because they are, they are the Pharisees and the scribes that told everybody, if you follow Jesus, you are not coming in the synagogue. So everybody sitting there, they're very scared. Scared to believe God. Scared to believe Jesus. Because the power brokers, those who are powerful in the community were sitting there. Who gives a rip as to who's powerful or not in the community? They don't have my answer. I'm crippled. I need a touch from the Lord. And if I have to break a roof, I'm breaking through a roof. It doesn't matter who's sitting there. John 5.44. Years ago, John 5.44. Really touched my heart. John chapter 5 verse 44. How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? How can you believe God to receive from him? That's where many of us are. Can you go back to just John 5.44? Many of us, we try to please one another. We try to impress one another. Look right here. How can you believe? You cannot believe God if you're trying to get honor from different individuals, men and women. You've placed them above God. I need you to understand that. That is why only one person gets healed. And I'll tell you since. The very same things happening in churches. There are people in church for years. And he goes, why, 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 you've been believing God all these years. You've laid hands on other people. They've been healed. What about you? you? Have you never sat back and think about that? 
What about you? Maybe there is something. Maybe need to do. Maybe you like I did. We need to do some evaluation. And go with the program of God. Never underestimate the preached word. First Peter one twenty three. Quickly, and I'll be done. First Peter one twenty three. First Peter one twenty three. And then we'll do Hebrews eleven three, and we'll be done. It says, "Being born again. How can you? How do you get born again? Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By what? You cannot be born again without the word of God." You cannot be born again by miracles. You hear me? Christians should be miracles should be normal. You get born again by what? The word of God which liveth and abideth forever. That's why my, my only goal is to memorize the Bible. One day, Paul did it. The apostle Paul did it. <laughs> he memorized the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. That's the only way you can be born again. By the, it doesn't matter how much miracles, signs and wonders. You see, you can be born again, but by the incorruptible word of God. That's how you get born again. We are coming at a time when you and I will have no choice but to know the word of God. Because if you do not, your life will be like that. One day high, one day low. One day high, one day low. You see what's happening? There is a discourse in Matthew chapter 24. It talks about the return of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, before he comes back, the world is going to experience difficulties just like a, a woman bringing having birth pains. I've never been pregnant. I saw my wife pregnant when she gave birth to Emmanuel. How many of you men thank God you're not a woman? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, was, I was at the hospital. I was at the hospital. <laughs> I had, you know, the dress you like, you know, they give you a hat and a clothing to put on you because you're in the room. They had to bring me a glass of cold water. <laughs> Almost fell out. Here, sir, here, sir, thank you. <laughs> but one thing I suspected <laughs> with my wife's contraction, they came and then there was a period of rest. And as the delivery was closer, it became, there was no rest. Jesus said in the last days, coronavirus was one contraction. There's going to be a rest. And then, another contraction. And as the delivery is coming closer, the contraction is going to, the contractions, I'm talking too fast. The contractions are going to happen quicker and the spacing between is going to be less, less rest. And I'm asking you, there's going to come a time when you wish you had sat down and memorized the Bible. Because that's what you'll need to bring up, to bring down every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is his word. That's what I'm sharing with you. Do not underestimate the preached word. It'll change your life. 
get that word of God in you. The days since you hear me, the days coming when the contractions start coming even more violent, and there's a that the rest is not that long. We're in a we're going to turn over into a restful period. I'm not sure if it's going to be seven years. I'm not sure if it's going to be five years, but I can tell you this, another one is coming. I didn't say that, the Bible said that. The first one came, and see what happened. Many of us, our faith overthrown. I, 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 I spoke with a brother, he's saying, Pastor, why? God can't take this away. Why God is allowing that? I said, what is God allowing? I took him to Matthew chapter 24. I said, brother, have you forgotten what Jesus prophesied? A delivery is on the way. Jesus is on the way. The world is to be delivered slowly to Jesus. That's what's happening. What are you doing? Are you, being, are you preparing? And he's looking at me. I said, are you preparing? Contractions. One. Coronavirus. Contraction. Two. He's coming. We got a brief time to rest. And I'm asking you to do what God has placed on your heart to do. Father, we thank you for your word. I'm going to stop here. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you, I need you, I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast, near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. And the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.